a podcast. Did your radio show get canceled? Fire, fire, fire. Low down and filthy, but the discipline is on point. Schooled myself, made my own dojo. A cold flow with the whole dose of soul. Maintain composure, even in theory. An anomaly, properties undiscernible to mere peasants. Use weapons that... This week on The Million Dollar Plan, you know, I've decided to do the show a little different this week. I'm flying completely blind. Well, what does that mean? It means I'm just taking it as it comes. I know the person is a person is on the phone. I know they have a fake name. Their fake name is Beth, and that's all I know about them. And, and we're just gonna go from there. Nicole has, of course, uh, compiled all their financial statistics to show you if you're watching on PeteThePlanner.tv. But I myself, I'm like a carny this week. I'm just gonna have to guess her weight. Well, that seems weird. Beth, welcome to the show. I'm not gonna guess your weight. Oh well, with all the fitness comparisons, I'm ready to tell you it's 170, and I got to work on that too. Hey, you know what? I would love to be 170. Um, so welcome to the show. I want you to understand and that me not knowing what in the world's about to happen is not me not caring. It's really about me being able to be present with you and not act like I know everything. So I can just listen to what's going on in your life. Why are you on the show today? What are we working on? Uh, well, I think the big thing is working on how you balance financial fitness with mental health issues that kind of make you stumble with your path. Oh, yes. Yeah. You know what? It's, uh, Funny you bring this up. You know, I have a, a lot of people in my family, immediate, uh, extended, that have dealt with um, mental health um, concerns over the years. So it just so happens I'm sort of an amateur mental health and money <laughs> expert. So I'm glad you're here. To, can you can you speak in more specifics? Like what's going on in your yeah. past or in your situation that, that, that combines the two? Yeah, I'm 37. Okay. I'm married to a 42-year-old husband. We have an almost eight-year-old and a six-year-old, so we have two sons, and the almost eight-year-old has autism, and um, it's led to my husband having to reduce his hours significantly and then being fired in December. Mm. And it just, uh, it's really difficult when you always thought you'd have a dual income and you were planning on earning more and more and working really hard, and then your kids can't even stay in school. Yeah. Well, let's, um, it sounds like we may need to address a more immediate need and, and possibly triage the single employment situation. Is it still a single employment situation or has your husband regained some ability to, to work? No, it's single employment, but he uh, did file for unemployment. Um, <clears throat> so we're working through that process. We've never had to deal with unemployment before, so we're figuring out what that means. Now, your older son, the, the one that has autism, is he mm -hmm. attending school or is he uh, staying at home? Yeah. What's the situation now? He's, he's attending school, um, a really limited schedule, so it's 9 to 1, and we drive him. So it's really, my husband has about four hours of free time, and I can't believe all the work that it takes to do medical claims and everything. And he, my husband, has been fighting depression, so he's been having to go to a therapist and... Um, coordinate our younger son to go to a therapist. So it's just a lot of um, busy work that I, you know, I would love to have him do a part-time job in consulting because he's really talented, but I just, I don't see that for the next six months anyway. Yeah, I don't know if you feel this way, but I, I can just say from experience, it's kind of hard to care about something as trivial as money 
when when your life feels so much more important than just dollars and cents. Does that resonate? Yeah, but I love your show so much that I just think all the lessons that you teach people, I want to make sure I'm following those rules too. Yeah, it's it's it's. I don't want to take it down and trivialize it to this level of, well, you do the best you can with what you got, and that's great, and it yeah. probably makes it for a nice Hallmark card. Yeah. Um, but, but but let's dig through some of the numbers here. So, uh, Nicole, if you can, punch up. I want to see, uh, so Beth, your your household income, which I guess this would be your income, is uh, $69,000 a year, right? Mm-hmm. And yep. what, what was it prior to your husband losing his job? He was making $70,000 a year full-time, but he kept having to go part-time. So his hourly rate was thirty-five. Okay. And so then... So, so your your pay has been cut prior to it being cut. What seems like it's in half now. It'd been cut prior yeah. to that because his hours had con- come back. Is there right. any, is there any immediate sort of danger impact on your financial life with your income going down so much so quickly? Well, no, because ten years ago we inherited a bunch of money, so our um, debt is relatively low. Okay. Nicole, let's look at the rest of the numbers there. We've got $3,000 in net monthly income, long-term savings. You've got about a quarter of a million dollars set away, uh, $4,000 in your savings account. So tell me, Beth, that that long-term savings, uh, $240,000, how how much of that is from the inheritance? How much is that from what you and your husband have been able to put together? Yeah, my husband, before I met him, put $100,000 away, and then... um, uh, two hundred of that went to the of the inheritance went to paying off our house. But with the market numbers got really fuzzy for me because we lost so much money okay. in the house that we oh uh, held and also in our money accounts. So I would say my husband earned at least half of that, and the other half was inheritance. And then, so do you not have a mortgage payment now? Is it paid off? Um, we have. Uh, $34,500 on a mortgage. We pay six fifty a month, but our mortgage is only 500 and okay. that includes property taxes and uh, insurance. What's your property worth altogether? Uh, between two fifty and 300000 Okay, great. Um, so, so really, there's a lot going on here. Like, you needed to come yeah. on here for me to tell you that you have a lot going on. Um, <laughs> What do you view sort of the next step or the next thing to be resolved in your financial life? What what feels like it should be on the horizon, even if you can't see it yet? I think I want you to absolve some guilt over first letting my husband stay home for the foreseeable future. And second, um, just some focus on what we should be spending what I have available yeah. Okay. So uh, I would love to do that. And, and I have a super weird question to start us. Um, yeah. Do you think gender dynamics plays a role yes. in, in this? Yes. Okay. I'm a terrible mother, but I always thought I'd be the one to stay home because I always earned less. Yeah. And then, you know, um, he just seemed so much better at taking care of the kids Yeah. and, and patient with um, the complications from what it means to have autism that... I just think it's so important for him to stay home. He's literally the best person in the entire world that could be taking care of our kids. 
Yeah, first of all, that's great to hear. I mean, I think sometimes we, we have, of course, different skill sets, even as parents, right? I, mean, my, yeah. I, I don't fancy myself the greatest parent in the world, but I know I have different skills my wife doesn't have and vice versa. But then there's also this idea of what, what time and, and life presents you. And right now, what you and your household are presented with is this opportunity for your husband to use mm-hmm. his gifts to, to help move your family along in this time that seems like that's what's warranted. I mean, so from that perspective, you, you take a firing, which is no one likes the F word, right? No, you, you take a firing yeah. and, and it, there really is a silver lining to this because it seems like what your family of four needs more than anything right now is some stability and some consistency uh, with a person being able to sort of run the homestead. Yeah. Yeah, so... But at the same yeah. time, I get angry because I feel like he should be earning money. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, so let's talk about that in a really super weird way. Um, why do any of us work? I mean, so there's this idea that we have, we feel fulfilled and we want to contribute to society, and these are all great things. Um, but the most elementary level, we work because we need money. And the money allows us to provide for our families and blah, 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 blah. You're at a point in time with some stability for retirement at a quarter million dollars. I mean, that's solid, right? That's, that's solid. Pretty low housing expenses um, mm-hmm. that, that you can run on a treadmill as a family for a while. And when I say that, and I want this to be a portion of what we talk about here today, Beth, is there'll be a time in our financial lives where our immediate priorities trump whatever our goals are right and so yeah. you and your husband when you got together he's he, he brings a dowry of a hundred thousand dollars to the table and and things are going well and you got goals and this is what we're gonna do and then life happens and then all of a sudden these immediate priorities pop up and uh man they seem a lot more important than our goals don't they mm-hmm. so i think it's yeah. one of those situations where I, I guess I understand the anger of of him not out there hustling so your financial situation can be better. But at some yeah. point, if you're looking at the scales of how you're measuring the quality of life right now, the stability and care of your son almost outweighs the need for more income for, from my perspective. Now, I can't put words in your mouth, but that's the way I see it. Well, that's all that matters right now. Pete's <laughs> yeah. opinion. I needed that. Well, you know... Let's talk a little bit more about about the uh, the anger. Sounds to me, and you even you say, I guess you said it yourself. Is there's it's guilt mixed with anger, which is a really yeah. I mean, that's pretty to- That's a toxic, not fun feeling, right? Yeah. Are you in a professional career that that um, that takes a very specific training? And you don't have to tell me what you do if you don't want to. I'm just I'm just curious how that plays into this as well. Yeah, I got my master's um, to make maps. And I work for state government. Are you a cartographer? And, uh, well, it's a broader field called geographical information systems. Oh my so, gosh, GIS? Yeah. I just I just knew those were the letters. That means nothing to me. But yep. um, good job. So uh, that's okay. So you make maps. That seems like mm-hmm. it's pretty specialized. It is. So where I'm at now, like I probably won't earn much more. Okay. You know my my. It's a great state job, which means the golden handcuffs of yeah. at least, you know, inflation raises. But um, I'm not going to be earning bonuses and and moving up the ladder to make $200,000 a year. Like, where I'm at now is probably it. So are you um, in a state in which you'll have a state pension? Yes. 
Oh, that's nice. Uh, I know. There's a lot of good things happening here, Beth. Like, I mean, look, there's times when it's stormy and this this is a stormy time in your life uh, from a distance. But man, up close, there's some good things happening. Yeah. Um, I assume you've got solid health insurance through the state? Oh, yeah. That's great. So you're not incur. I mean, while you're you have a lot of medical bills, are you incurring a, a great expense for those, or it's just a matter of the administration of them? Uh, no, um, you know our medical debt is zero. We'll be we'll be fine. But it, you know, that thirty five dollar copay four times a week is you know what I'd like to spend on going out to eat because no. I'm selfish. <laughs> yeah, I, you know what? I have to admit, since we're in the trust tree right now, I ate an eleven dollar ninety two cent lunch today. Uh, which, you know, look, sometimes I've had more expensive lunches, but I'll be honest, if I'm swinging by just to grab something quick and I spend $11.92 on myself on a random Tuesday, <laughs> that doesn't seem like it makes a lot of financial sense. Yeah. Um, so, okay, let, let's get here then. Um, is there a point in time, and, and this is where the uncertainty really, you know, just drives the, the emotion. Is there a point mm-hmm. in time in which your older son, oldest son, um, will become more independent in, in the foreseeable future, or is that just the unknown? I have no clue. Yeah. I can twist and turn myself at night wondering if he's going to need to live in a group home or if he's going to be a multi-million dollar <laughs> you know, CEO because his IQ is just off the charts. Yeah. Um, and he's verbal, so it's, it's not... It's it's totally unknown. Yeah, <laughs> he could have a great job, or he could be cobbling part time jobs together forever. We have a dear friend who has a son who's autistic and m- might be one of the smartest people I've ever met in the, the field of mathematics. And the kid's like seven years old. It's yeah, it's remarkable. Um, so so that is a suggestion when we look at your husband's unemployment right now and and him sort of running the show from home. That uncertain timeline, I think, is where some of the anxiety is coming from, right? Yeah. And, you know, in the immediate future, it's every summer who who right. could take care of him for the next five years. Yeah. that's it. So it, is it conceivable that if your husband were to find reemployment, um, that uh, some, you know, for lack of a better term, a nanny is able, you're able to fund that, or does that become counterproductive to whatever wages your husband could earn? Yeah, that's what we did last summer, and she was great. She was a master's degree student, um, so it was it was at least half of what he was earning. Yeah. But it was it was great, and I think we'll cobble together solutions like that for the next few years. But it's just kind of stressful to think what's what's the best right now. Yeah, I, I think I, I, if I for whatever this is worth, I'd like to absolve you of whatever guilt you have right now. Mm-hmm. I don't have the capacity to do that, but I'm going to try. I'm waving my Well, hand. we haven't gotten to the $50,000 car loan that we took out. <laughs> okay. I never would have done if I had known your name five years ago. So how much do you so, owe on it now? Uh, 2800 You owe 2800 on it? Yes. That's it? Of the 50000 Yep, uh, we're almost done. What Did you buy a, a Sherman tank? Like what, what, what does one <laughs> it buy? It kind of is. <laughs> yeah. Is it like a Suburban or something? No, it's a Toyota Highlander hybrid. Oh, okay. That's great. Uh, so that's behind you, though. It's, there's $2,800. It's behind me. Left. I'm not going to do it again. Yeah, don't do it again. Um, you know what I think would really help with this? Because you've said it yourself. You're going to cobble together solutions over the next several years. And, and, and that's okay if that's a plan. Like, that is in itself a plan. So I think sometimes the stress can be with not knowing 
the intricacies of the plan. But the reality of the situation is I don't think anyone could come up with the details of a perfectly executed, cobbled together, five-year um, plan of, uh, of child care for your son. I, I think that's an unreasonable expectation to put on yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, I do have to get to us to a point where there's something on the other side of the uncertainty. Now, which sounds impossible to know what's on the other side of uncertainty, but financially speaking, what we know about you from a retirement perspective, so from a long-term perspective, from a 25 to 30-year perspective, we think things are looking pretty good for you. Not great, mm. but good, good, right? I mean, mm-hmm. uh, let's say 25, your money will double likely three times the money you have right now. So a quarter million becomes 500, 500 comes a, a, a million, a million becomes 2 million. So I know if nothing else changes, that $240,000 is properly invested in the market, by the time you retire, that that $250,000 you have right now will likely be about $2 million. I know that. Hmm. Okay? I know that you have a state pension. I assume you have Social Security as well. Do you? Uh, I've been working for years. I think hmm. it said it was like fourteen, fifteen hundred 1500 a month. Do you think, and um, I'm going to show my ignorance here, um, which <laughs> I don't why, why should I announce that now? I, I generally do show my ignorance. Um, what is there any possibility of, from a, from a disability perspective that your son w- would qualify for Social Security disability? Um, when would that happen? When he's eighteen? Now? I mean, I don't know. Probably not. I, mean, I should know these things. I think he could work. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I think, but there's also a component of 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 being able to support. A child with a with a severe disability, right? And yeah, um, yeah. Man, I should know these things. This is why I should you know, we, before the show. We just figured out the system to get him additional medical benefits, so right. he was declared disabled by the state, and so we get um, his his copays paid for and other things. Um, but then we pay an extra premium or something. And and I have a, a reason to believe that as he becomes the age of majority those sorts of benefits and special provisions could transition into a, an adult benefit from a social security perspective. But, but let's be honest, yeah. that's what, 10 years from now. And right. who knows what in the world's going on with, with those sorts of programs, given we probably don't even know what's happening with those programs in the next 12 months. Right. Um, interesting. So let's say this, let's say your husband is earning $3,000 a month in take-home pay right now. Like he's just like bringing home $3,000 to $4,000 a month. It's hitting the bank account every uh, whatever, 30 days. How does that, sh- how does that improve your financial life and change the, the anxiety of your reality right now? <laughs> uh, well, I, you know, the good old budget word. Um, I, we've never done a good job of that. Sure. So I, we should probably start budgeting. Um, you never had I recalculated, to. You felt like you, you, felt like I you recalculated my power percentage, and okay. it was at 35 right now. So, Is it 35 now? Um, yeah, 35% right now. Because I up my uh, deferred compensation before I called you. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> see, that's the, I don't consider that cheating, as long as you don't lower it when you hang up. Uh, <laughs> I won't lower it. What was your power percentage before your husband uh, lost his job? I think it, I think it was 18%. Because he wasn't doing any um, retirement yeah. benefits, 
So were you consuming a majority of his income just Oh, sort of we were consuming so much because it was coping mechanisms. Oh, was, yeah. oh, we're both working. Let's get takeout. Oh, takeout. Or let's travel or, you know, um, we have money. Let's give a gift or let's, you know. Yeah. I, I, I'm, here's a phrase that's just going to be super empty, and I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just thinking about no. it. No. I, I think even in the, the in, in light of all this uncertainty, we have to have a goal that we're holding ourselves accountable to. Now, your power mm-hmm. percentage being at 35% is a great start, right? It's saying, look, we got some circumstances right now, and I want to make sure that we're being efficient despite what we're dealing with. However, I would say working towards a particular goal could also help with this. It's just a matter of what what's the goal. Um, it probably should not be a consumer-driven goal like, if we do this, we can go on vacation. Like, it's probably not a good yeah. thing because that's what you, that's what you're trying to escape. And, and I'm good at that, though. Yeah, I guess too. I mean, if the stress level's high, the 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 desire to escape life right now on vacation or to Disney or wherever else, like I, I that's probably appealing. Yeah, and I'm a geography major, so yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and that see, I'm fortunate. I know nothing about the world, so like I'm happy within like a quarter mile radius. Um, do you like make your everyone in your family like look at maps like when you're, or do you just like I wrote, I made this map. We don't have to look at it. How's that go? Pretty much. Yeah. The second. I mean, so you don't get into like treasure maps and stuff. I'm just saying this could solve oh, the problem. That's how I get my kids out of the house. That's right. Send them like just make them watch Goonies. How great was that movie? <laughs> Like, it's a good idea today. We got 16 inches of snow, so. Oh my! Well, let me tell you this: uh, if 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 Hollywood, they, the ubiquitous they, ever remake Goonies, I'm protesting every Hollywood movie for the rest of my life because you cannot remake Goonies. Um, we don't need to guess your age anymore, do we? <laughs> no, no, I'm 40. So, um, what do you think about this idea that? your husband really digs in and, and, and finds what it means to develop a system of care for your family through the end of summer. And then mm-hmm. as part of him transitioning out of summer, looks for reemployment and then executes on the plan that he's developed over the last few months. Um, but you basically have got what, four or five months, six months, my math's not working, six months to Develop a plan that you can execute on over the next few years. And that way, at least takes the pressures off of, hey, you got to go get a job. No, it's, hey, man, we got to put together a plan and we're going to use your skills to execute or put together and then execute this plan. I, I think that's a reasonable thing to do, especially if you don't need the income right now, which, very frankly, I don't think you need the next income for the next six months. I just don't think mm-hmm. you do. Yeah, I like it. What could fall apart? What, what, what could go wrong here? I mean, because we have to be realistic. Um, hi. Uh, we're underinsured for life insurance. How about that? <laughs> yeah, that's not good. I mean, um, no, that's tough. I mean, if somebody goes down, I mean, like, someone's dead. That's a problem, right? Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> um, it's just a problem. But... It, you know, whereas I would want you to obviously increase your, your life insurance. I mean, probably get you and especially with a, with a special needs child. And then you're, you're talking about yeah. needing more life insurance than normal. You probably both need a million bucks or so. Ooh. 
I know. I mean, with special needs, that's the, the one of the special needs is a need for more life insurance. Yeah. Can you max out through the state, or are you like, what can you get through the state? I they only they provide my salary, and then I bought an additional twenty with the plan that I was going to increase it. But I found out you can only increase it five thousand dollars every time they open it up. So right, that's that's a great benefit for the people. Uh, yeah, it stinks. So I have uh, my salary plus twenty five thousand, and then I have my husband at twenty five thousand, and that's it. Yeah, he I got mean, quoted. Yeah, what do you he get? Went through in? the whole process, yeah. and it was a lot because he got diagnosed with depression. Yeah, depression uh, will impact your life insurance rates big yeah. time. How much did you try to get? Another quarter million or so, or hundred thousand? What did you try to get? The quarter million. Yeah, and it was going to be like seventy dollars a month. Which isn't that's bad, not terrible. I mean, that's like couple. That's like what f- six of the lunches I just had, right? That's not bad. <laughs> that's not bad. Um, you know, that's not a bad thing, though. I, honestly, at seventy dollars a month for a quarter million, I w- I would I would do that like okay. right, right now. Okay. I, I really would, and and probably maybe even get a joint policy or additional policy on you where you could get another quarter million. I just think with special needs children and to have a child and then to have so little life insurance um, that I don't know if you feel anxiety over the scenario that we're discussing right now, but as someone who's advising you on what's going on, the only thing you've mentioned to me that has actually brought me anxiety is this. Yeah. Can I count that 70 towards my power percentage? Yeah. Yeah, sure. If it makes you feel better. (laughs) Here's the here's the crazy thing. Like I I have empathy towards your situation, but your situation doesn't scare me. Like I'm mm. I'm empowered by your situation. I I feel mm. I feel like you you will help a lot of people on this episode of the podcast with with your willingness to be vulnerable and and let us know that look sometimes when you're the only working parent, um, there's some pretty ugly emotions that come with that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And even if the fact that the person that, or the situation you're angry with, you're so glad it's happening because the people you love are being served. So I, I, um, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm not dismayed at all by what I've heard other than the life insurance. I am impressed. So, um, I, I think you have to make it through the summer and you better have a heck of a plan. Even if maps are involved, I think that would be helpful. <laughs> That's wonderful. Thank you, Pete. My Thank pleasure. Any, anything else I can, uh, assist you with? Uh, no. All right. Well, Beth, I wish you, fake name Beth, of course. So, I mean, it's always nice to deliver a personal message to someone and call them the wrong name. Uh, Fake name Beth, I I wish you the best of luck to you and your family and your son. And um, uh, I hope the situation is resolved via planning, right? I, I hope that you're able to cobble together a more permanent plan here by the end of the summer. So thanks for being on the show and sharing your situation with us. Thank you, Pete. You're the best. That's it for this week's show. I think the big takeaway in this show today, at least for me, is how disastrous a Goonies remake would be. I mean, it would. I mean, it'd be bad. It'd be bad. And I don't think you could get away with the truffle shuffle anymore because we have a higher standard of political correctness around obesity and youth. All right, that's it for this week's show. If you want to be on the show, be on the show. PeteThePlanner.com slash podcast. I would love to be 170 pounds. I'm getting there. I'm getting skinnier. If you can see on PeteThePlanner.tv, there's less Peter. Smaller Peter. Hashtag smaller Peter. That's it. 
Peace. If you want to be on this podcast and have Pete fix your money right, then hit us up at PeteThePlanner.com slash podcast. You heard me. PeteThePlanner.com slash podcast. Log on. This is for information purposes only. It's not the Swiss financial planning device. Consult a financial divisor. Released from Everest, the fresh is fresh, and you can call me ET or to John Tesh. Let me bless this harmonic presentation. It's amazing, so amazing. I'm the reason. Uh, salutations, I bring you love, Tron Regis. It's from a far away land. I am the soul controller. Put the remote down and let me take control. You're now a part of my zone, so enjoy yourself. Love, Tron can restore your health. I bring you greetings. Uh, Salutations, how you doing? And is that how y'all say it? The tinkling of the keys is an homage to the little, little star. I sojourn over poetic descriptions of sound and travel to my other world. Out of this world, spaceship on my arm took me home, filled by the ink and the megabytes and the hypertext transfer protocol, stronger than the Skynet and the Terminator. I push faders into warp speed, glide with ease, creating a breeze they call a black hole, event horizon, no rear view concerns. This I adjourn, and beats I burn, I burn, I burn. This I adjourn, and beats I burn. Salutations, I bring you love, Tron greetings from a far away land. I am the soul controller. Put the remote down and let me take control. You're now a part of my zone, so enjoy yourself. Love, Tron can restore your health. I bring you greetings. Uh, salutations, how you doing? And is that how y'all say it?